You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. Uh, I mean, you don't have to do that in October. I'm going to take a little break. Um, but other than that, follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast, Instagram, all that good stuff, clockradiospeakers.com. No longer powered by Tumblr, but has all previous 400 some odd episodes. And of course, Doc is in the building. Holla at your boy. Remember Tumblr? Man. <laughs> what a time. Isn't Tum- is Tumblr still, it's still around? Kind of around, but like everything but, changed and it's just, you know. Yeah, I'm, not what I'm looking on it right now. Everything moved on, you know? Yeah. So all I see is, are people. Uh, okay, you, you can't just. I see people just reposting tweets on Tumblr. So well, that's, that's good because all people do on Twitter is repost TikTok. So no, I'm just kidding. That's all Twitter and Instagram is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, <sighs> we're gonna talk about an artist today who really would have benefited from TikTok. But before we get there, what's going on, everybody? Um, like I'm on set, just follow us at CRS Podcast. Um, head over to patreon.com slash CRS podcast or go to the website clockwardyspeakers.com uh, if you're not already a member. we got all sorts of good stuff yes. for those who subscribe and we appreciate all y'all. Yes. We are one shy of 100. Yeah. So if you're, re- if you're, if you're listening to this and this is the free part, we, we, got, we got a few things planned for, uh, for 100 uh, members of our community. So just, just join. Yeah, come on over. Just join. Yeah, come on over. It's just, it's just five. Come on, man. It's five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough of all that, man. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right, man. I'm good. Super busy. Um, but I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um kind of starting to really get ready for my trip coming up in a couple weeks, which is crazy. Ah, uh, yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Had to yep. go down to the to the outlets yesterday to try to like you know, do a little little pre-trip shop. Sometimes you got to do a little shopping before the trip, you know? For sure, you do. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it's a little complicated because like, you know, every store, they're trying to sell you stuff for fall and winter. And I'm going to be in like Thailand and India where it's like incredibly hot right now, so. Yeah, your best bet is probably, so I don't know if you're looking for like swim trunks or something like that, but yeah, your best bet is probably online, like a. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you the outlets. We, We cleaned up yesterday clean okay. up because you yeah, know yeah no you're right the outlets because everybody yeah it's all back to school they got they got excessive inventory yeah, that used to be my jam a few years ago they got a lot of stuff you know because i, I yep. basically what i wanted is i was like you know i'm gonna be going through because some of these places we're gonna be are just very hot and so i'm like kind of envisioning it's almost like if you try to if you're trying to be in like in miami in the summer we're like yeah you go out with one shirt and then you better be planning like a midday shower Cause it's disgusting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yep. I just, I want to be like, no, I just want like a bunch of like good solid, like <coughs> t-shirts and stuff like, like to roll, like no problem. Get that cool. Get this other thing. Like just a lot of For options sure. basically, you know, stuff where it's like, yeah, it looks good enough. But also I'm not trying to buy like, you know, like, like heritage pieces that I'm going to like pass down to family members. You know what I mean? Like I'm just trying For sure. Um, but no, we, we, we made out like crazy and it was a beautiful day yesterday, which I thought it was going to be busy there, but apparently, you know, it's Northeast. Everyone's like, Oh, let's do fall stuff. So, so what what is fall there. stuff in the northeast? Oh, is that man. is that rolling around and is that rolling around in leaves? You know, the leaves haven't fallen yet, but it's a whole lot of like okay. apple picking and like you know okay. like that whole kind of a vibe. So yeah, uh, we didn't do that, and I think I don't know where everybody was, but they weren't shopping, which was great because a lot of times you go to the you go to the outlet stores and you feel like you're like, man, this feels like kind of Black Friday ish. 
where you, it's like yeah, a, and people like a are little, just kind of there. If, if you know, it's like getting hot in the store, you know. People yeah. Get, <laughs> You know, for sure. You look at like a pile of stuff, and you're like, I think these all used to be the same thing, but now it's like five piles merged. It gets a little crazy, you know. And and did you go to an outlet during like, uh, you know, quarantine, COVID, like masking and 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 social distancing, like that time where I think, like I think you know, I, I people think I were... skipped most of that, but I went a little, maybe like no, actually, I think once I got once we got vaxxed, we went. Okay. Yeah, so like, did y'all like wait in line to get in the store? Yeah, there was some of that. And I was just like, there's a couple, like, I'm a very impatient person with a lot of things. <laughs> Man, I can't, you want me to wait in line to go into a store? No. That's what I'm saying. Have- I don't even know if I'm going to buy anything in here. Now I feel like I have to buy something because I waited for 15 minutes. We, so I love my wife's family, but they were like, yeah, let's go to the outlets on Black Friday. Oh, no. And there was a line just to get into the Nike store. Yep. Oh, of course. And of course, even 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 yesterday, where there was like basically nobody at the outlets. When you go in a Nike store, it had by far the longest like checkout line I had seen the entire day. Absolutely. And I, and I, I looked. I took one look at that. I said, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't have time yeah, for and this. It, and it's not. And it's weird. Like the Nike outlets don't really have good stuff. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, we Marissa cleaned up at the at the Adidas outlet because um every yeah. every so often, you know, cuz for for working out, she still likes the Ultra Boosts, which are great. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, my and, wife loves those too. And yep. so she was able to get, you know, Ultra she got two she just got two of the same pair because she's like they're only $75. Oh, so they have Ultra Boosts at the outlet. Yeah, they like, like they don't right, they have Ultra Boost outlets, not for not for not for the sizes you and I wear. But like no, normal no, no, people no, no. sizes. Yeah. <laughs> normal people sizes. No, a little cute, you know, a little seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Like, Marissa wears six, a seven, seven and a half. She just bought two seven and a halves. So, you know, I mean, they okay. weren't like, they were, you know, they were like, you know, black with like a little pop of color on the heel. Like one of the, like one yeah. of those variants. But like for working out, it's totally fine. And like, yeah, where yeah. else are you going to find brand new Ultra Boost for $75? <sighs> we can get into the whole bag about the things that Adidas messed up. <laughs> yes. Over the last few years. And Aside from all the Kanye debacle, like they dropped the ball on Ultra Boost. Like Ultra Boost had like streetwear support yeah. and then they transitioned it to make it made it readily available. And it was like a technology that people loved yeah, and I, were I, willing to spend. Listen, I still love my Ultra Boost. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. But they sneakers. just they just flood. I don't uh, they flooded it and they yeah. just oh, it was just it was. Well, yeah, they did too much and they killed it. They flooded it and then they were like, oh, we're going to make new variants every year. And because the trend went towards like clunkier shoe, you know, bigger shoes, they just right. made the, the new versions bigger and bigger. And then I look at that. I was like, who's actually running in those? Nobody. Right. They're too big. Now. Right. They had like the hiking variants, but like that's a very niche shoe. Like nobody's going to casually buy a hiking shoe. Right. Um. You're right. It did. They did make those bulky and oh, those are terrible. Just keep them. Just keep them the same silhouette. It's the cla- It's a classic silhouette. I mean, I, th- I think you know they still make a couple colors every year. I think they'll come back to it. I'm not really worried about it. Um, what, what's yeah, great? Nah, what's but, I mean, you know this. What's great about it for like working out? You you can put them in the washing machine. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. So it's great. Anyway. Anyway, we're not here to talk about shopping. No, nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I mean, um, we're talking about an era where you know you you. You know, you, you might have had a certain kind of fit before you went out for the night during 2007. <sighs> this is what like were you the wearing end. In this is like the end of the 
like jerseys in the club, right? Like we're kind of oh for sure. I, they were this, this was this was they were done by they were done by this yeah. time. Yeah, this was a lot of um, extra long polos. White yeah, well, yeah, this was like coming out the white tee era. So this was like polos, um, uh, tucking in the front of your shirt. Um, this these aren't things that I was doing. No, these are things no, that no, I was no. seeing. <laughs> Big belt buckle. Yeah. Um, what kind of shoes are people wearing? I mean, of course, Air Force Ones, yeah. like yeah, Jordan Fusions. You remember those? Oh, <laughs> sorry to anybody who likes Jordan Fusions. I apologize. I know. I'm not apologizing. Those are terrible. <laughs> I remember the first time I'm I saw sorry. one, and it was just like, "Huh, what are you going for yeah. there?" Because I mean, I, I don't lot. know. Like growing up, I couldn't afford Jordans, but I could afford the Jumpmans. And at the time when the Jumpmans first came out, when Team Jordans first came out, they were yeah. hard. Yeah, they were hard. So it was it was cool. And plus, you were in middle school, and yeah. I think everybody kind of understood. Like, all right. It, you definitely didn't get clowned for, for them the way you 100%. Well, not now. The way you would have then or yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 years ago, early 2010s. Like It was like a big fat nah. Yeah, lots of... See, now I want to look this up. <laughs> now you're like, what are people wearing in 07? So I see like a lot of the girls were wearing like uh low rise jeans with the with the the vest <laughs> and the undershirt yep. underneath it lots of what was that what was that sh- what was that store in the mall wet seal <laughs> uh yep man <laughs> was a time man, i got married at the end of 2007 my wife my ex-wife would have me in wet seal every oh hated that store it was just it was just a lot it was just very tacky yeah but yeah whatever but we're not talking about yeah. we're not talking about 07 fashion this year though oh we're talking about oh, oh yeah hold on hold oh. on isn't Ed Hardy 07 Christian Christian Audigier yeah I mean that's a lot <laughs> you what I like to think of as the Jim Jones aesthetic yeah oh Jesus the rock star era Ugh. yeah we're coming but, right out of that because Jim Jones is 06 07 it's right there yeah yep it's right there it's that right there we fly high is what is that 06, 06 yeah He's beefing beast with Jay Z. Drops the members of Bird Game mixtape. Yeah, that's all 06. Yeah, and then 07 is just a different time. And so this week we're we're doing the Definitive 15 from 2007, which it's funny to think about now. First of all, that's 15 years ago, which is wild to me. Um, but like at the time, thinking back on it, I was really like, you know, there was a lot of like arms being folded, like a lot of like. Not quite late 90s, let me tighten up my backpack, but a different kind of arms folding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it wasn't just me. There's a lot of that that comes across in some of this music too, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the, added, the entire attitude of, I'll just be honest, the, the entire attitude of the New York hip hop establishment towards what was happening. They were, all, they, mm-hmm. were all, they were all looking around like, what's going on? Huh? Hmm? Right. What happened? Right. It's like, yeah, it was like the first time that they didn't have a, a strong control on the sound, the culture, you know, like it was, it was, well, I mean, like when you think about it, the South was, it, this wasn't like an overnight thing. No, of course not. No, but yeah, it, if you, if, of course, if you want to go back to like the, the late nineties and like your outcasts and even Oh three Lil John and, you know, it was like Oh five, Oh four, Oh five, Oh six. You see Jeezy come, and yeah. you're starting to see this 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 turn. Ti where Ti is there, absolutely. Um, I don't know if we're, well, we. Might, I'll mention might, him yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, 
And so it's kind of there, but New York still somewhat has a, a, a foothold. But by 07 or by the end of 07, yeah, we're having is, a different conversation. This, like we didn't know it at the time, but this is like the, this is true at the beginning of the end for New York hip hop being on top. Right. And like you said, Absolutely. it's the South, but it's also in a certain way, like, you know, Kanye. <laughs> oh, for know, sh- oh, for sure. Kanye showing a, d- a whole different path. Right. That then he mm-hmm. puts Common on that path and then Lupe yep. takes that path. And then yep. eventually Drake's going to come and combine the Kanye and the South path a little bit. And like yep. that, like between that and the fact that CD sales are in decline. Yep. And digital sales, as they called it then, which was a combination of, God help us, ringtones and, oh, and people trying to just sell on, on iTunes, which was not like it, you know, which is not what it would eventually be. And of course, streaming didn't exist, but like digital sales didn't catch up. So the music industry is just making less money, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the South was better, was better like positioned to handle this this new wild world because they were ignored for so long that they had to be independent they had to build Mm -hmm. up their own like touring networks like they had to kind of get it on their own yeah and the world where like these big new york centric record labels all of a sudden don't have the money to generate all the like the whole machinery new york hip-hop didn't know what to do yeah you know and We've talked about this before on the show, but this is the year where like this next generation that was kind of supposed to come up just didn't like there's a there's three main people I want to point out who like for a variety of reasons did not do what I think their labels expected them to do. Right. And that's Joe Budden, who by this point was like in the major label wilderness. Right. He was making mood music three. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got the untimely death of stack bundles. Yeah. And then you've got the the continued delay and everybody wondering wait what happened to saigon who who i who has a song this year that i at least want to talk about because of what that song represents and but then there's all there's like there's all these other people below it right and i know this because i was there (laughs) yeah i was gonna say would you would you put uh would you put pap in that and i'm not even joking would you put papoose in that or is that oh six that's but it's the same it's the same like generation you know, it's the yeah. post Fab Jada generation, mm-hmm. right? What would have been folks who were like starting to make a name for themselves in 03, 04, 05, 06, who should have been sort of pushing up with that first, either that first big major label project or maybe something even more than that. And it didn't, it did like for like a lot of these people, like things just did not happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so again, without that like next thing, Who's who's like dominating the sound of New York hip hop? You know, G units. Well, we're gonna talk about G unit. I'm sure. You know, um, <laughs> Just Blaze beats are getting very loud, and I love Just Blaze. It's very loud beats, and I want to talk about why that is. But then, like, you got Jay making a co- kind of like a throwback album of sorts. You know, like mm-hmm. it's New York hip hop's all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and because album sales are falling you know, all of a sudden it's singles because like that's kind of popping for ringtones, right? Absolutely. And so labels yep. are like, oh, what's the, oh, this is a new thing. You know, the year before is uh, is Webstar with Chicken Noodle Soup, right? And yep. you get these like, you know, and I think sometimes, a lot of times the labels treated them as disposable, like little one-offs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. But in an era where singles start to matter more than albums, mm-hmm. well, that's what's going to happen. I think like, here's a great example. So like, 
Fab had a good 2007. I don't know if you have him on your list, but he had a really good 2007. He did. You yeah. know, he had, and he did everything right in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the street single, Return of the Hustle, which a big Just Blaze B. The song was not good. He had the the single, he had uh, Make Me Better. So Neo on yep. the hook, the Timbo beat. That's a That's yep. a top 10 Billboard pop crossover record. Smash record. Yep. You have baby don't go which was a big record was it yeah that was another top okay. 20 billboard record okay he's got right. he, he pulls in jay-z for brooklyn like oh, if you're doing yeah, the paint yeah. if you're doing the kind of like how to construct a new york hip-hop album he's got two top 20 hits he's got for the sure. jay thing he's got the big you know swiss hollering over a just loud just blaze <laughs> like he's got all the things there yeah. but that album barely goes gold mm. because yeah, the it, thing, it's not, this, ahead, it's just, ahead, it, they don't connect in the same way, you know? Yeah. And if you're, if you're a label and you're like, man, I got to pay for the Timbo production. I got to pay for Swiss. I got to pay for the Jermaine Dupree co-production. I got to pay for all these things and I'm only getting gold out of it. That's tough. Cause the whole point of the machine is you pay a lot of money for the features and the big singles. And yeah, you get, singles that are hits but it's those album sales that churn and churn and churn and as that starts to decline everyone's like well what are we gonna do now yeah because at that time the the your top tier producers and rappers were not uh giving you a discount no like the fee was the fee because the industry itself had not transitioned to figure out you know what to do because the the one thing to note about digital sales is that digital sales required an iPod. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your phone couldn't, your phone could play ringtones, but uh, most phones couldn't play music. Right. Um, so you needed that or, or Zoom. <laughs> or they would have these little cheaper, like one-off MP3 players. Like I had a couple of those before I, I just up to it. I bought a, I bought a Zoom first and then that oh, crashed. You had a Zoom. I bought I had a Zoom. Yep. Sure did. Um, I wish I st- maybe I have it somewhere in my storage. I don't think I do, but I hope I do. Um, but that was a requ- that was a requirement. What were they like two hundred bucks or something like that? Yeah. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. They were nice little. So if you're so it's 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 much more of a, a commitment to buying a two hundred dollar music player. Just imagine buying a two hundred dollar CD player. We were buying CDs prior to then and a, a solid CD player would run you what, fifty bucks, forty bucks, and you mm. could get them for even cheaper. Right. And just you know, just wrap the cord around to, you know, if it didn't have anti skip on it. Um so for a lot of people they it, it the transition was just difficult. Everybody wasn't on the we were on the internet, but we were still very much the minority and you know looked at his nerds i talked about that recently on my instagram like we were kind of looked at his nerds for how we engage music but we were already in the ecosystem we knew how to download we knew like we knew how to get to it right um and now that it was finally affecting the industry something that we had been doing for the better part of like all of the 2000s yeah um and you know because bootlegging was at an all-time high music leaking online it it wasn't the point. It wasn't just like a mob deep thing. No, no, you know, no, no, no. like, you know, it wasn't even, I remember when the Marshall Mathers LP leaked online, maybe like two weeks before the album came out. It didn't matter. I'm, I mean, in this matter. year, you know, like Lupe <clears throat> puts out 
the cool. And I was yep. reading this article about how he very clearly doesn't quite say like why he did it, but it's pretty obvious he took the leak of food and liquor really hard. And so yeah. when he described how they made the cool. He's like, we're going to do lots of what I guess you would call pre-production, right? Basically, like we're going to write and get everything basically ready before we go into the studio. And then we are going to go into the studio. And then we are going to be there for like two weeks to get everything down that we've already figured out. And then it's going right to mastering and right to CD and right out. Like there is no waiting around. There is none of that stuff because that was his way mm. of trying to avoid the like, oops, surprise. Here we go. Here's my full album that's basically sitting around waiting for the right time for the label to do it. He did it the other way. Yeah. He did it on purpose. You know, that was his, yeah. that was his way to kind of do it. It sounds archaic like now that. because it's like, well, why don't you just like, you know, not upload that, you know, keep that. No, why don't you just record in your home studio? It's like, well, <laughs> right. Wasn't the same right. thing then. Yeah. Yeah. People are still sending records out. You know, emailing was, <laughs> was a newer technology. <laughs> <laughs> sending, sending MP3s as attachments. I mean, Gmail doesn't you know? come in, out until 04. Mm. Right. And we were using, like, Yahoo was king. Well, MSN. But, but like, but they, you know, you could only have 15, 25 megabytes of total storage. For, mm, Gmail comes right? out in 04 and is like a gig. And we were like, oh my God. Yeah. A gig. Yeah. What am I going to do with all that space? The answer is we were going to email I... each other songs. <laughs> yep. And long uh, threads at work. <laughs> Cause we didn't have, you know, there wasn't like instant messaging it with, with work and Microsoft teams and Skype yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. I think Skype, was Skype around then? Yeah. Skype's been around Skype a long around. time. Skype was around, but people were still using like Yahoo messenger. And I think AOL was still around, but Man, most Skype, people had, yeah. tra had transitioned over to, to Yahoo messaging. AOL messenger was still the best one. Skype kind of fumbled Far back, away. man. They, 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 were oh, on, they were on video way before. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's, there's a reason why we still use Skype today. Cause it just, it functions like it does everything right. And yeah. it's, it's had the technology. Yeah. They, they totally should have got everything that zoom got should have been Skype. They should have cleaned up during the, uh, during pandemic should have cleaned up. All right. So we've, so we've mostly set the stage for 07. A couple of major things happen before it gets to individual songs. So drama gets raided. Yep. We've talked about that a little bit on the show. Yep. So like, which we didn't really know it was going to happen, but now we look back and go, oh, that's going to be a major like change to how mixtapes happen. You know, absolutely. Oh, seven is the end of the G unit radio series. You know, they do the return mm. of the body snatchers in 08, but then that's done. You know, Dipset isn't doing mixtapes really anymore. Like those, all those New York type mixtapes start to basically like tail off because, mm. you know, I think like. It's funny. If you go back and look at those last unit radios, like they're giving away the album, mm -hmm. you know, which worked for them when they were trying to like first come out. But, you know, when you're an industry that's looking at, you know, dying CD sales, you can't have your artists giving away the whole album for free. Yeah. I wonder how I wonder. I mean, with the music. Yeah. I mean, but do you think that they were maybe maybe double dipping in the sales? Like oh, if if. Sure. Yeah, if sales are, are declining in the retail stores, it's like, well, let's just put the album on mixtapes and we'll just make the money in the street. I mean, some people just weren't really like ready to think that kind of like creatively, you know? And yeah. And like what eventually happens is like the the real like next round of mixtapes, which is coming in a couple of years, but we don't know it, is this whole next generation that's about to happen, which is Drake and Kid Cudi and J. Cole 
and eventually Kendrick and Wiz Khalifa, like all those folks are going to mm-hmm. have mixtapes, but they're not DJ mixtapes the way that we were raised on in the late 90s and especially the, the 2000s, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're just in this like bizarre transition year. Yeah. And it was a longer transition. I would love to, because I feel like it didn't really pop until maybe 2010. Yeah. The, the, like this is the beginning, like in 08, 09. <clears throat> it's still a lot of artists still trying to chase honestly still trying to like chase the G unit slash old Rockefeller formula to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yep. even though, Oh wait, whenever we do a definitive 15 for 08, that's a, that's an, a fascinating year. Right. Cause that's the year where it's like, Oh no, Wayne is like an out of here top tier guy. And TI yeah. is out of here top tier. Oh, and by the way, 808s comes out and like, it's just a whole, like everything changes after that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Northeast, we were a little slow to catch on. <laughs> so let me ask you this, though. We've talked about the Midwest. We've talked yeah. about the South. We've talked about the East Coast. Yeah. What is the West Coast doing in 2007? You know, that's a good question, because I was thinking about this when trying to, because I was thinking about this 50 project that we'll, we'll at least touch on at some point in this conversation today, where like for a long time, Dre and Dre related stuff had do- dominated, like sort of at least mainstream coverage of the west coast right you had the bay area doing their thing and i feel like 06 was like a really good year for is that right like e40 in that time hold on what is because there's a whole like hyphy thing that happens yeah yeah so you tell me when to go when to go you and that that. right right yeah so there's this like yeah that which yeah so hyphy is yeah you know those are you know those are i think E40's two most popular singles of his entire career, at least by like golden platinum standards, right? Even though he's mm-hmm. had a long career, right? Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, the Dre's kind of like not, he just doesn't have it right now in 07. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of really, like he was getting close to detox, but then <laughs> between 50 and game, he let a lot of those beats go. Yep. And then he had to kind of like regroup, but you know, 50, whether, and I don't know the exact answer to this. I would love to, if anybody has like an article or something about that, I know this is super nerdy, but to me it matters because I was in the middle of like trying to come up through this where it's like, there's a notable change where like, yeah, 50 still got big name producers on this album, but this is when they start going, let's get some up and comers. And it's not clear to me, is that because and you see this happen sometimes where he's like, listen, I can get a beat that's 95% as good for 5% of the cost. Right. Was it that? Was it that, you know, listen, we did these studio sessions with Dre and these beats are not it. So we got to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But we, but the thing is at that point, there was a whole cottage industry of people who were trying to sound like Dre and G unit. So if you wanted G- Dre like beats, you know, like, I don't think it's an accident. Like this is no shot at DJ Khalil, but like, you know, he was known in that time for making Dre-ish beats. And that's why he's on that album for I Still Kill, right? Which is very kind of like Dre-ish in a sense. Oh yeah, there's a couple people. So there was, yeah. there was, there was uh, Focus. DJ Khalil, there was Focus, there was uh, this guy named Siege, Siege Monstrosity, who's still around, uh, High Tech still a little bit. Cause high he drops, High Technology stuff. drops three, right? High Technology 3 comes out in 07, right? Yeah, that's not a very good album. It's not. I feel like there was one 
record on it. Was doesn't that have uh doesn't that have music is for life on there? Mm, no, it doesn't. Dang, what's on this? Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but then you even have records like, and I shared this on Twitter because I love this record, because it's such a loud 2007 beat, but like this isn't even a Dre record. Like Dre guests on this, but he doesn't produce this. But this is Bishop Lamont stat quo, which I love. But like it's all that like pseudo G unit sound, you know? Yeah. That's a very loud beat. That beat um, is super loud. Jesus. That's super 2007, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, like Dre's not really, he's kind of like, you know, game doesn't have anything out really. Hyphy kind of had their moment. Pac, you know, Pac Div isn't really there yet. Like, it's kind of a quiet year for the West Coast. Yeah, I was thinking like, was there like, like, well, there is one artist on the West Coast that I'm going to talk about today mm. who, you know, the, there's a there's an underground scene in the West Coast that begins to come up. Um, it's like a lot of like blog rap and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and there's one artist in particular who kind of like becomes the darling of the Internet. Mm. Um, I'll talk about him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Later on. So. Let me make sure <laughs> this album came out in 07. <laughs> I think it did though. Okay. I think it did. All right. Let's, let's, you ready? Yeah, it did. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? <clears throat> uh, you can go first. Should we go obvious or should we go? How do you want to, how do you want to approach this? I mean, we usually, we tend to do like the obvious stuff first. All right. Well, let me, let me say like, first of all, in case you've never heard a Definitive 15 episode, the idea is not my 15 favorite songs, not the 15 best songs, but if you're telling the story of 2007, you've got 15 songs to do it. What 15 songs do you play? Mm-hmm. And so if you're talking about <laughs> 2007, mm-hmm. you're talking about Kanye West. Oh, uh, we're playing records. Like I'm playing records. Dream, I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. Okay. Kanye has yep. a gigantic 07. Absolutely, he does. Um, you there's I, my problem with, with with this 15 is I was like, how many Kanye records am I putting on this? Yeah. Because it could be I a have, lot. Yeah, I have thought about three right i was like i limited myself to two just for the purposes of like trying to do just to like to keep the show interesting but like i think you could do quite a bit you know yeah for sure for just graduation alone oh yeah you could easily but, pull four, i mean just the four singles right <coughs> you could pull those for absolutely. sure but like can't tell me nothing so you remember the the mixtape of course i have a record from the mixtape on my list <laughs> please tell me you have <laughs> us placers on your list 100 <laughs> okay we're gonna get there 100 uh, you crazy <laughs> um because i have to provide well, well i have to provide context yeah, 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 we yeah. share a little bit on the pre-show but there's some context to my 07 um so kanye is a very busy 07 because that's that that uh the common album comes out in 07 too yep which when they were making it they really hyped up and they were like yeah this is gonna be like illmatic meets this and i was like all right all right, you know. Did they? Did they? Oh I, man, did some they reckless, like quote, that? reckless quotes, reckless quotes. Oh Jesus! Because you have okay. records like 
people, you know, like where they're trying to, they're, like Kanye was like, oh, I can hippity hop with the best of them. Yeah, for sure. But then what was fascinating is at the same time that he's doing that for Common, he's like, I'm going in a completely different direction for my stuff. Right. You know, he's got records, you know, album cuts on graduation that are closer to the stuff he was, that are kind of in the same vein of what he's doing with Common. But like all the singles are very notably like it's, we, you know, we've talked about how like this is him going for like a stadium sound. But like to for me, sure. what it is, it's it's him seeing what's happening with the trend of music and trying to do something different. And like the trend of music is like, and there are songs where I'm going to play that are that are that embody this trend is like a lot of east coast and we'll call it east coast ish rap because what kanye was doing was sort of unique but kind of related was to get bigger and more lush and more stuff Mm -hmm. right because like we started with you know the rockefeller soul stuff we did you know all the all the um dipset stuff but then like like just blaze stuff gets there's like more stuff going on and we're going to talk about jay-z and american gangster and there's like this lushness and instrumentation and everything else and it was like it was sort of seen as like oh well that's what we're doing because you know this you know we're not doing chicken noodle snoop soup right we're not doing you know snap music we're doing this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and kanye is like what if we did something else completely different right and he wasn't the only one who was trying to use synths in a different kind of way. He gets a lot of credit for it with this album because there's synths all over these records in a way that he had never done before. But even like compared to like um, Late Registration, which was bigger, right? It was like, here's College right. Dropout with more stuff. And he's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're going into, we're, 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 we're swerving. And here he is with Can't Tell Me Nothing, which started as a Jeezy record. Yep, I get money. Yep, that's why you hear that ad-lib at the end of the record. Um, yeah, I think he learned a lot creating Late Registration um, I think there was so much in there. Yeah. I think he, it was like this, it's like early Kendrick records. Like we talked about how like some of those records don't transition uh, with the band and Kendrick learned like what works. So now you have to pimp a butterfly, which is super instrumentation heavy. And then he finds a, a good balance of, you know, traditional hip hop beats with instrumentation on, on damn and future projects. Definitely on Mr. Morale too. Um, but this is just another example that where I feel like Kanye learned so much and he's like, okay, late registration is kind of big for the sake of being big, but yeah. like, let's be like focused big. Right. Um, Cause if, you know, if you went to glow in the dark, you know that those right, re- he wanted to fill up a stadium with his music. And um, a lot of, of his records prior to, they were big records because they were successful. Yeah. Whereas can't tell me nothing, even records like I wonder, oh man, like these records feel like they fill up the stadium literally, like they are just huge, but they're still Kanye West because they're samples and the drums are hard, but adding in the synths as you said, even like um, making his raps an instrument, he became less like obsessed with being the best rapper and more. Uh, focused on making great songs, which is like which requires a scaling back of what my boy likes to say uh, whenever he critiques what I write. He says say, doing more with less. So you don't have to say every single word to say what you need to say. Like I feel like on graduation, Kanye found a different level to do that, letting space space exist within his verse. Like he was doing all these little technical things that were aiding to the overall um just making that, that album sound big. And 
you know, also, I think that that 9-11 battle with 50 with first week sales helped a ton. It was oh. that was like a, an official ushering of the a changing of the guards. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't <coughs> who don't remember or you weren't around, 50 was talking a lot, talking a, a lot, lot of cash for somebody yep. who was struggling to get a hit single. If you're, if we're really being honest as a part of that rollout. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we talk about the massacre and the success of it or whatever, like 50 was kind of chasing in the club for the rest of his active career. Um, and even not even getting a, not to say he didn't have any more hit records, but it was all, it was like this formula similar to like Eminem, how Eminem would have like the goofy yeah, song and right. then like the serious introspective 50s first single on all of his albums was always like, in the club of Jace. Mm. And it was it was never in the club. Right. And it also just never connected because I think people heard it and it was just like, nah. You records like Candy Shop that were successful. I think they were successful because of that 50 cent momentum. I don't know if we talked about this earlier. I don't know if 50 does Candy Shop in a verses and it hits. Who still plays that record? Yeah. Nobody. Not um, a soul. Nobody. Um and that that competition with Kanye, like was at the time we talked earlier about how like CD sales are in decline. That was considered like a big deal for hip hop because of how much graduation sold first week, just under a million. And yeah, then how much 50 sold first week, which was just under 700,000. Yeah. And everyone was like, okay, whew, you know, we're back everybody. And it's like, all right, well no, actually it was just, you know, it was a lot of hype. And, but 50 was like, oh, I'm going to like retire. I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to basically saying like, I'm going to stop making music. I'm going to retire if I don't outsell Kanye. He walked that back. Of course he did. He just couldn't believe, you know, it's not that dissimilar from like the, the DJ Khaled Tyler conversation. At 100%. It's the same thing, you know, where you're like, you just, you can't believe that like the world changed under your feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just took it for granted that like, well, of course I'm going to be number one. What are you talking about? You know, it's one of those things where the, the, you don't pay attention to the youths. You know, like they saw that the, that that, you know, music was changing and people were they were consuming things digitally. You know, their parents were buying them the iPods for Christmas and they were able to like they were accessing YouTube and watching stuff on. I, I know my daughter was doing that stuff like my daughter was pulling up videos from Lotto in like 2011 or something like that. She's been rapping this long. But um, we just thought that. I think that generation just thought that the the music industry was going to function in a certain way. And the change when it came, though it was slow, the turn was sharp and swift. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know how it was going to come. And this was kind of like the, hey, we're here. And people were taken off guard like crazy, caught off guard crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we... So do you want to talk more about Kanye? Do we want to, should we talk about 50 and what do we, either of us have a song on our list? Where do you want to go next? Uh, we, I mean, go we somewhere can, else. Yeah, we'll go somewhere else. All right. I think if, if we're going, if we're going obvious for me, um, 2007, this is a record that has transcended life. Ooh. Um, one of the biggest hip hop records, like really, man, like, Man, if you make a, I wouldn't I say that much. If you're if you're making a definitive fifteen records for hip hop, like I think this is an honorable mention, I just because I it's it's, it's it's transitioning to so many different places. So let's just let's just play this. Sure. 
So yeah. I typed a text to a girl I used to see Saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be And I apologize if this message gets you down Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC round town and I mean Yeah listen, man it's a, it's a Is it a perfect song? <sighs> it's perfect enough Like I'm not going to sit here and try to critique any part of it It's an amazing record Yeah for sure It's, it's a great sample It's a great beat It's an iconic Iconic Andre verse, for sure. The video, everything. <laughs> one of one of our first records sampled that record. Yeah, it's good. Man, man, my boy played one of our old Armand oh, and Doc records from like. To, he's like, this is one of the best songs you've ever made. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It's like from the twos. I don't know. <gasps> That's rough. But anyway, yeah. It, I mean, you know, there's the resurgence of. You know, um, Bun. So Bun B in the mid two thousands when Bun B has this run, Pimp C's in jail. Um, by this point, Pimp C is out of jail. And am I am I getting that right? Did he go to j- when did Pimp C go to jail? See, now I'm tripping. <laughs> uh, he let's see. Well, because I mean, oh seven. Oh man, I forgot Pimp C did die at the end of oh seven. He died at the end of oh seven. Wow. Yeah, Pimp C, so, let's see. He he so like he gets out end of 05, he's out. Yeah, so 2002, 2005. And then wow. So when so this record, so this is like this is like the last this is the last big record. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know what else to say besides this is one of the, you know, this record has transcended music is now a part of culture especially for this generation like this is we talked about was that you and i who talked about like um wedding songs yeah because i yeah played at my wedding yeah so luther yeah luther here and now casey and jojo all my life like yeah you hit those like this is kind of this will kind of be it for the hip-hop generation no this was definitely this is on one my of the list. records this record's incredible yeah yeah okay so that's my first one all right um i'm gonna play a record from somebody who I feel like the world and for, I understand why people will try to erase this, this, this man from, from 07 as though he did not exist. And I understand why. Okay. First of all, if you're putting this on, it's got to be the remix with T.I. and T-Pain because T-Pain comes through and crushes this remix. Oh, man. This song was everywhere. Everywhere. Dog, I was not around. And it's the end. I was not around for this. It's the end of, this is is the end of R. Kelly, effectively. Mm. And like the very, it's like, it's the end of a certain kind of sound and aesthetic to a certain degree. It's like, it's the end of, really the end of an era for him. Um, and it's so funny, like if you go look on Apple Music for their like, you know, hip hop and R&B songs from 2007, this song's not on there. They're not putting that on there because it's R. Kelly and I understand why, right? But you cannot, t- to me, I can't tell the story of 07 without, telling, without talking about R. Kelly because he mattered at that point in time. You know, he had, Duh. he had the, he, you know, first he, he, he taught white people how to step, you know, and then... And then, you know, he got everybody with the trapped in the closet stuff. But then he was like, no, no, I can still make hits. For a Man. while, anyway. 
Listen, we've had several conversations about the 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 nuance of navigating R. Kelly's career. Um, mm-hmm. We've been talking about that shoot since <laughs> right the inception of this podcast. Um, yeah, I didn't think to put this. I mean, this was no. Yeah, because this was a part. There was a lot going on for me in 2007. A lot. Um, so not only did I um, go, not only did I, I was living in Japan for two years, came back to the States. I got married that year, like at the end of the year. But also this is like, you know, uh, a year where I have like a religious awakening mm. and like, there's a lot of music that I'm not listening to. Yeah. Uh, and so, cause prior to I'm in the club every week. So I feel like if I'm in the club, I'm playing this record because, hey, I'm yeah. a flirt too, R. Kelly. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like this wasn't a, this, like, I was, I was out of the club scene. Like yeah. I was, I was chilling by this time. So there's a lot of records. I was like, dang, this probably should be on my list. Why isn't, it's like, oh, that's right. Because I was going through life changes. Um, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of records didn't hit. I was in my super rapidy rap, hippity hot bag for sure. Yeah. So I missed this whole wave, dog. I missed it. I missed it. This, like, like I said, poor Bow Wow, who <laughs> he's got a version of the song with R. Kelly on his album, but mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know, they had to put it as like a bonus track. Uh, Bow Wow's label didn't have the rights to promote it to radio, so it kind of died. And so R. Kelly had it for his album, Double Up. And then he puts T.I., who from. 05 to 08 is out of here on it. Then he puts T-Pain, who we are also talking about at some point. Oh, 100%. T-Pain has a massive... T-Pain is out of here in 2007. Yep. And yeah, this was like... This was just, you know, indicative of the era to me. You know? Um, And at this point, like, I'm looking... I'm looking at this. Hold on. Look at the R. Kelly discography. God help us all. And first of all, this man has a million songs. But like, does. this is the Double Up album. It's his. It's his last album to debut at number one. So, the second best of both worlds is number one. TP3 Reloaded is number one. Double Up is number one. Chocolate Factory is number one. TP2.com TP3. is number one. You know, like TP3 he, Reloaded was number one. This dude is mm-hmm. nothing but you know, nothing but like platinum records basically. And then this is it. What? This is the end. What the heck is on TP3 Reloaded? Is that like What's a players single? only? Yeah, it's players only. Yeah, players only, slow wine, and the trapped first, in the closet. The first five trapped in the closets, yeah. Um, that was a time. Also, the what is going on on the cover for TP3 Reloaded? Look at that album cover. Hey, man. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's on top of a mountain, I guess. Yeah, 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 it's definitely a mountain. There's some real... Uh, I don't even know what what kind of what kind of effect is this? Like a platinum variation? Yeah, that's my that's Microsoft clip art for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is Microsoft over orange orange colored sky. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, seen a bird flying, dead bird flying through a broken. Sky. All right. Anyway. Um. Okay. All right. Bet. Um. So. <clears throat> I think we need to talk about the South. I'm sure this yeah. is on your list. I I'm don't know this. where to put this record, but this okay. record came out of nowhere. You talked earlier about uh, a lot of singles coming out during this time and certain artists were treated as such. 
So, you know, just spoiler alert, Mims, this is why I'm hot is not on my list. But I had to he was treated he was treated it was a big record, huge record, oh, right? God. It's the and but his New album York, was yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was the that was the other thing. That was like this that was like New York actually making a South record because a lot of people didn't know that Mims was from New York. Um and a lot of those artists, they would come out with albums, but the albums were just kind of like, like whatever. Okay, we have to put an album on you because this was so successful. Maybe you have another one of these in you. We could at least try. Most cases, it doesn't work. This artist linked up with um, one of the hottest producers. And I think this record kind of like launched him. And he puts out an album that a lot of people say like, yo, this album had some joints on it. But I think the label treated it the same way that they treated other uh artists from the south particularly who had hit records like one hand yeah one hit and yeah. it just never went but like you know by all accounts this dude had multiple hits i want to get to the certain part of this record but i'll just yeah i thought of, mm, i'm on the fence with this one. Oh, you're on the fence i love this record don't get me wrong this record is this is obvious I think so yeah heck yeah what? Get money, get money, new money. Come on, man. Rich boys, silly, great folk niggas want to take shit tight. Don't stick this part of Cadillac. You know, I'm gonna tell you why. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play two versions of of records to tell you why this should be on your list. First of all. This Right And then Let me see if I can find You're gonna it. find the Kanye version Of course This is the remix I mean I ain't really into Rams and all that If I'm gonna pay Five, ten stacks With some D's It's gonna be some different type of D's You know what I'm saying You know what I mean Kanye got stacks Y'all already know that Louis that Gucci this Just got a model chick just got a stripper chick. Some feel different. Cute little college chick. Down ain't on a scholarship. Just got a school grant. Spent that on some new tits. Well, that's Kanye. <laughs> that's 07 Kanye. He's like, this. that's a heat check. Oh, yeah. That's a heat check. What if I did throw some D's, but I did it about breast implants? That's, that's a, a very... And it from, worked. From, from the man who, who brought you uh, the Drake video, you know. Right trying to secretly sabotage his career <laughs> man listen um but rich boy yeah that's a good one man there's two there's a lot of records that, this year yeah a lot of <sighs> listen man yeah i don't have i don't have much to say because we got we have a lot of places to go but that 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 was obvious to me that was po- super obvious to Polo me Polo the dawn had a little run there he did that's what kind of launched him he he went in he went to a different place Remember that record he uh, he gave Nas? Remember Hero? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to love that song. That song is terrible. It, I've I've heard worse. Um, but yeah, no, he terrible, did, uh, terrible strong, terrible strong. But he did. Uh, I mean, he did Promise for Sierra. He Ooh. did. He did London Bridge for Fergie. Oh yeah, I forgot. He about did that. Runaway Love, which I'm not talking about. That that's like end of oh six oh seven. Then he does the rich boy stuff. Uh, he he, well he did glamorous for Fergie too. Glamorous for Fergie. He did Pussycat Dolls and Snoop yeah. Buttons, which was, these are all these are big hits. These are big records. Yep. Yep. Big records. 
Not a lot of them I want to listen to in this. Later. He, oh, and then he go, oh, of course he does love in this club. Of course he does. Yeah. That was kind of like the end. Well, <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It was like, nah, dog, that ain't it. <laughs> Not it. He's, I forgot about some of these songs. He got yeah, some man. records on this Robin Thicke album. Yeah, I don't, man. Oh, boy. Oh, he produced the Usher and Okay, nah. I forgot yeah, about yeah, Usher yeah. and Jay-Z. Hot toddy. Lord have mercy. Nope, Absolutely nope. not. The less said about that, the yeah, better. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he does John for, for Wayne and Ross. Does Dedication to My Ex. I mean, he's still around. He I mean, then he does yeah, Anaconda still for around. Mickey. He yeah. does Anaconda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's but he hasn't done career. anything since 2016. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Summerella and Jacques. Okay. All right. Shout out to Rich Boy. Great, great record. Album album has some joints. I didn't really like get into it because again, like there's a lot of music that I did not listen to this year. Yeah. Um, but literally by all accounts, like people really like the Rich Boy album. And I just think that like that second, what was that second single that Rich Boy had? Uh oh, he had Boy Look at Here and he had um Let's get this. It was paper, another maybe. record. Yeah, I think it was Let's Get This Paper. And those yeah, records, those are both the, those of those records, especially Boy Look at Here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He produced that whole album, I think. Um, yeah, and those records were hard too, but it was like, nah. But it wasn't this, you know. Throw some D's was pretty, it was cultural. So, yeah, I had man. to make my list. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Where do I want to go next? Mm. Uh, let's stay super obvious. Um, so, on the whole opposite side of the like, New York City's like elite East Coast way of thinking about hip hop. You had a guy mm-hmm. who was so ahead of his time, mm-hmm. a, a viral hit before we even really had the platforms to make stuff go viral in the same way. Mm-hmm. Truly an originator. Mm-hmm. Um, if this guy had TikTok, oh my God, you know? Oh, for sure. I do not like this song, but let me tell you, the song made a lot of people go, wait a minute. Why does it sound like that? What does it sound like? What? I don't know. It just sounds weird. Oh, um, this is like peak, peak ringtone era, right? And for sure, this kind of launches the ringtone era. If you're mm. selling ringtones, you know, a, a big Just Blaze record doesn't really come through those crappy phone speakers the way that Crank That Soldier Boy does. You Absolutely. know, there's sometimes less can be more. And he was unafraid mm-hmm. to brand himself. He was unafraid. He did it all himself. Like, you know, Soldier Boy gets a lot of, like, sometimes he's kind of laughed at occasionally, you know? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, I mean, first of all, how old was he when this came out? Oh, he had to been like 15, 16. Yeah. He was, he was, he was a baby. Yeah. yeah. He was a baby. Yeah. And you know, this album's not very good. This song's not very good. It's catchy in like a bad way, but like it Man, works. This, this album had, this album had records. Yeah. <laughs> it works. And um, it is so indicative of like, of how disruption in all aspects of business and culture and life happen, where it's like, at first you laugh at it and then it sneaks up on you. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what this is indicative of is everybody's like, oh, yeah, funny, funny, funny. Now, I mean, this is basic. I mean, this kind of record now is, you know, obviously it sounds old because of like the era it came out in. But this is exactly what the music industry. This is the only thing the music industry does now. Absolutely. 
Yeah, he was so Soldier Boy. I say Soldier Boy and Joe Budden were the the first two rappers to really utilize the internet and yeah. revolutionize the way that artists use it. One hundred percent. Like, and even then, because Soldier Boy was on YouTube, like these is one of the reasons why I was kind of like hesitant to put this on my list was because an early version of this was out in two thousand six. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't really do anything until oh seven. Yeah, but it's like it was a early. What I mean by early version, meaning like wasn't mixed master right, right, like right, literally right, right. the record is there super loud he brings all of these records to collar park and they just like they don't even like you know jazz them up they just yeah. clean them up right so because this have this has soldier girl soldier girl on there it's got ya on there it's got dunk on there like these are records that still go today especially dunk you know Nicki minaj later gives that record uh some more life um in a, in a totally different space so you know, is it's it's different. It's like there's like Soldier Boy laughed at, and then there's like Bow Wow laughed at. Right. Like Bow Wow kind of gets like dismissed. Like man, get out of here. Where like Soldier Boy gets laughed at, but then people are like Nah, but you really did. Like he he's he's done a good job of like getting his flowers and gathering them. So you look 2007, man. Like Bapes and the the white sunglasses and the white, like this is, this is all just, this is all an era. It's all an era. And I'm looking at these reviews. Like this album got killed on the yeah. reviews. Oh yeah. And it's just like, it, it, I think you're right though. That that's an excellent point. And then we're going to move on is a lot of this music just did not sound good on those like sprint flip phones. Yeah. But like very simple production cuts through yeah. those cheap speakers. Yeah. That's a great point. So yeah, absolutely one million percent had to be on my list, like without question. Okay, what do I want to play? Um there's a rapper that we there's a complicated conversation I want to have about a rapper that has not been mentioned at all, but he Ooh. actually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play him yet though. Okay. But there's an artist who in 07 just completely destroys the year. Mm. Um, and I haven't heard his name mentioned yet. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash CRS podcast or clockradiospeakers.com.